welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Everything is going swimmingly. Oh, look at you. That's. I don't think you've ever used that one before. No, and it's an adverb, so yeah, it's not an adjective. Cool. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> There's your grammar lesson for the day. So today we are going to be talking about Intercepted by Alex Martin in today's mini episode. Um, so mom, but first, mom. Here's who, my crazy question, huh? Or where would you haunt if you were a ghost? Ooh. Who or where would I haunt if I was a ghost? First of all, it depends on how I died. Why? Was I murdered? Oh, because, oh, Okay. If I murdered you, would you haunt me? Oh my gosh. I would make your life a living hell. <laughs> I might anyway. <laughs> you do in real life you might without be, being a you ghost. You might be who I haunt just <laughs> to drive you nuts. Um, like, I can't think of anybody that I hate, so I want to haunt them because I hate them. I don't Actually, that them. is probably who I would haunt. My family. <laughs> pissed us off in life and you're gonna piss us off in death <laughs> well haunting does you could be like a casper the friendly ghost type situation that's true and like i could just you know you're retired i could just hang out with you like in harry potter where they had like the ghosts hanging out yeah like we could just Nick. we could just sit around and watch like period dramas all day yes actually we could go Turkish hang out soap with, operas we could go hang out with you know people like the real people well Okay, they aren't real people. <laughs> yeah, we could go haunt the the stars of of Turkish soap operas and things like that. <laughs> yes, we can. Ooh, and we could like go through walls and stuff. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to do. Okay, I've decided. Okay, Ooh, take off your shirt. <laughs> I think you need to remove your shirt. <laughs> Don't mind the phantom fingertips caressing your chest. I would be Casper the Kinky Ghost. (laughs) Well, so that was all over the place, but I like it. Um, Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Intercepted by Alexa Martin. This was her debut book and the first in her playbook series, the next book in the series, Fumbled, which actually comes out tomorrow as of when Ooh. this episode is getting released. Um, so that's exciting. Also, this book was recommended to us by listener Elizabeth. So thanks for the recommendation. As so this always. is the first book she ever wrote? Yeah, as far as I can tell from like her Goodreads and stuff. Sweet. Yeah, and she, I don't know if you read her like bio, but her husband was in the nfl so this I was saw that i did like, see that jeez i hope these wives weren't as bitchy as they were yeah seriously I hope she wasn't actually having any deal with that i but, put up with that for all of like 10 seconds and then i'm yeah. like peace out okay so the description i wrote for this book is when marley harper leaves her cheating boyfriend of 11 years she swears off ever dating another athlete again and she's more than happy to leave behind the bitchy nfl wives But then new team quarterback and former one-night fling Gavin Pope enters the scene and tests all of her resolve. 
Their relationship throws Marley back into the shark-infested waters with the wives, who are now even more vindictive and out for blood than they were before. They and the press begin putting Gavin and Marley's relationship to the test before it has even begun. Can they persevere, even as the world of football becomes even more complicated than Marley imagined? So, Mom. Yes, Ellen. What did you think of Intercepted? I really liked Intercepted. I, I did thought too. it was a fun read. Yeah. I thought she was very funny as a writer. I thought mm-hmm. uh you know, Marley was her character Marley was very funny. I enjoyed reading this book quite a bit. Yes, I as well. Um I have some I have like a few little qualms that we're going to get into, but Overall, like, super enjoyable. I read it in one sitting mainly because I needed to for us to be able to record this episode. But also, for like, it wasn't, it wasn't a chore. It was, it was a fun read. I really liked it. it. Um, yeah, like you said, her writing is, she's really funny. Um, and, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, so let's get into it a little bit more. Okay. What let's did you it. think of Marley as our heroine? I liked Marley quite a bit. I liked, um, she was sassy. I always mm-hmm. liked that. Mm-hmm. And I liked her inner monologue. She was funny in her inner monologue. Uh, she, I had some qualms with how she handled the situation at the end. You yeah. might have even seen some of my highlights because I was like, Ugh. I did. <laughs> but, um, but overall, as a character, I thought she was, shall we say, delightful. Yes. I, I thought she was really funny. I liked her a lot. I really liked her kind of take-no-shit attitude, you know, from, like, the wives and the people in the stands who were, you know. <laughs> I did, too. And I liked things. how she kept messing with that Courtney wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that was funny. Um Yeah, and, like, we've discussed this before, but especially in a single POV, it's very important that you enjoy spending time with the main character. In her head. Yeah, and, um, I think that I, I did in this case. Like, she was, she was a lot of fun, and, um, and, yeah, it, seeing how, you know, how this whole environment has kind of affected her and how she deals with it. Um, it was, it was fun. Uh, I highlighted a lot of like funny little things that she said throughout the book. I highlighted some of them too, but yeah, you read what you got. Um, I think this is one that you actually highlighted, but it says, I wonder how much she paid for my ticket when she booked this guilt trip, which I thought was funny. (laughs) That was funny. Um, and that was about, Naomi, which also, I really liked the side characters. I liked um, her friends, you know, Bryn and Naomi, and, um, you know, as much as the the bitchy wives were fun to hate, um, and they gave those, the nice girls, you know, a lot of, they made them more likable. Well, I like the whole thing about how Naomi would always eat off of her plate. So the one time she goes in, she says, I want two sandwiches and two glasses of wine. And and they're like, gosh, you're eating so much. She's like, I'm not going to let you eat my food this time. <laughs> She's like, I really want this grilled cheese sandwich. And if you go for it. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, and then I wrote down this line because I thought this was really funny. And it's like, right 
it's like I think it's the morning after they you know she gets drunk at the party and and they kiss and um he's kind of like starting to make moves when they're at her place in her kitchen at you know getting breakfast after getting breakfast and um she says I know it's rude to keep a guest waiting but it's also rude for said guest to get me all worked up in my freaking kitchen I mean how dare he right (laughs) I thought that was funny but yeah, so she was, she was a, I really liked her. She was a lot of fun. And um, we'll, we'll talk about how she deals with some conflict in a later question. Um, what did you think of Gavin as our hero? Mm, I liked Gavin. <laughs> he's, but he's, I mean, he's your typical romance hero. He was yeah. sweet and charming and, yeah, you know. Obviously well-built and amazing. and Yeah. He's pretty sweaty. He's, like, described as a sporty lumberjack, which, like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he sounded, he sounded very attractive. Um, he's a little overbearing, which comes into play later on in the conflict. But aside from conflict overbearing, some of the overbearing was also kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Right. I mean, I, you know, he was trying to take care of her. And I get where she's like, you need to let me fight my own battles. I get that. Yeah. And, um, but he's just the kind of guy who just wants to fix things and make everything okay and make her happy. And yeah. it, you know. Well, and especially in some of the situations that she's in. I mean, she's dealing with like. Yeah. She's like, got crazy stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. She's got people punching her in the face. And like, I think he has every right to like be trying to protect her from, like, crazy people yeah. on the street. And... Well, and I get that. I mean, protect her from the guy who's trying to beat her up. I think that yeah. that's fair. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't think she got as mad in those situations, but... But I could see her wanting to fight her own battles, like, she didn't want him stepping in with the wives and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I with, could see that. Yeah. Um, I will say, because, um, yeah, I... You know, with the wives and with Chris, you know, like, she really wanted to handle that on her own, which I totally get. Um, I did like, though, when he kind of calls her out when uh, he fires Madison. um, Because she gets mad at him and she's like, no, like, I can fight my own battles. Don't fire her. And he's like, I have the right. You know, he's, I wrote this down. He says, what do you think that I wouldn't want a person like that I would want a person like that working for me, that I wouldn't want someone who treats the person I love like effing garbage around me. And that's the first time he tells her that he loves her too, isn't it? Uh, no. Okay. Never mind. I lied. Um, but no, I mean like, but he does tell her he loves her in kind of a offhanded way. Mom, stop talking about that moment. Maybe. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Because maybe it's going to come up later. (laughs) Okay. Then, Um, no, but I, um, but no, because, like, Madison was his friend, and yeah, like, Madison ends up treating her like garbage, but he has a right to also be offended by how she's acting, and so I like that he kind of called, called her out on that. Yes, I agree. Um, I kind of, like, like, first fell in love with him when he just casually hands her back her necklace from, like, their one-night stand. Amazing. And just kind of, like, walks away. He's like, I think you forgot this. 
from four years ago. He's held on to it all this time. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and uh, also a moment that I was kind of proud of him. I It does suck that she's always comparing him to Chris because... And maybe if we knew... Like, we don't know Chris all that well other That's than, right. like... I mean, she was with him for 11 years, so there had to have been some good moments. And I'm thinking he might be getting his own book. I don't think so. Because there's only You three... don't think so? Because no. they had him, like, make a complete turnaround at the end of this book. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. But he was a dirtbag. He doesn't have a planned book, at least that's not, not one that's been announced. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he was, he like, we only knew him as a dirtbag, though, right? right? And so she keeps comparing Gavin to Chris, and that seems unfair. And maybe if we knew more about Chris, that would seem more earned, but, um, but like, we don't know a well, whole lot Well, and the way he him. says it is, you keep comparing me to Chris, waiting for me to mess up the way he messed up. Yeah. So she keeps looking for faults instead of just going all out with all the great Which stuff Which I think is him. a pretty common thing when, like, someone's been betrayed by, yeah. you know, someone as you kind of are waiting for future people to do that same thing I know that that happens you know for a lot of people who have been cheated on or you know whatever um but like he had just like from jump not shown any signs of that and like like showed his like complete animosity towards Chris you know for always being like that so I don't know um so People really come for their relationship in this book. Like, they come at them for their relationship. In fact, more than them falling in love, which is what the focus is of most romances, I feel like this book is more about them staying in love despite all of this craziness that's going on around them. So, how did that land with you? Did you enjoy that? Did you find that lacking? What, What did you think of kind of... Well, I think the people that really mattered to them in their lives didn't, except for his sister, maybe. And yeah. she just she took a while to come around. Because yeah. um, his parents came around pretty quickly. Because Madison had kind of um, poisoned his family against her and had told them all these lies against her. And then he had kind of smoothed things over with his parents before they went to see his parents. But yeah. he hadn't actually talk to his sister about it yet and she still had all these notions that Madison had planted in her head about her well I think her and Madison were closer than like yeah right they were tight yeah which I can't understand I can't believe that someone who acted the way Madison acted never showed those colors before it just seems like that's something that you would know about someone a little like it wouldn't come out of the blue that I'm not saying don't be friends with her but you know, when they have those tendencies, it's not like she just all of a sudden had those Oh, she went all, like, fatal attraction because she, like, Boy, loved she him so nuts. much. Yes, she did go nuts. Yeah, when she broke up with Chris and then came over there, I was like, gosh, girl, calm your yeah. kids. And that was an, that was an, inst- well, when Madison came over and was talking to Gavin, I thought Gavin and uh, Marley handled that situation really well. Right. I, I don't know that I think she handled the situation at the restaurant and bar, like, no. perfectly. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, 
I, I like that she stands up for herself and stuff, but, um, yeah, that situation I think could have. Well, been. there's other situations where she just walked away and I thought, okay, that's the adult thing to do. You, yeah. you handled that well. But then yeah. this, that time in the restaurant, no, she did. I don't think. Well, she and I think she even, she acknowledges that, you know, she's like, eh. especially since it was at work and things. Here was my question. And okay. I don't watch a lot of ESPN because, you know, sports. But um, <laughs> we are not a sports family. <laughs> here's, here's my question to the world out there. I have never heard them talk about, like, a, a sports person's girlfriend or blame her or blame a girlfriend for something and, like, name who she is well, and tell where she's at school and all this background. It's not like ESPN. It's not like ESPN that's – I think all the things that she was looking at that were having those kind of headlines are more TMZ-type sites or, you know, less – Well, it seemed, because I just haven't heard – you know, unless they're married to, like, a – Giselle or someone that is also a celebrity, but I just have never heard them talk about a sports person's girlfriend who's like a nobody. Maybe in this situation where she had been dating someone else for so long and then all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, like let's not beat around the bush there. Well, she waited, well, I guess Mm. about a month. Yeah, that's pretty all of a sudden. Um, you know. I think that might get a little bit more attention, but I agree. Like, I don't, but I don't think it's being talked about in like reputable sites. I think it's on forums and. Well, to the point where all the, the fans are blaming her for everything. It just seemed a little, I don't know, a little harsh. Yeah. Well, definitely harsh. Whether or not it's believable, I don't really know because we don't, you know, we don't sports. run in those circles. <laughs> we don't run in any circles. <laughs> <laughs> that's true but we but, look a lot different we were in circles <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> we pace slowly in circles um anyway but yeah they had the wives they had madison they had the press they had the fans they had his sister they had multiple people harassing her on the street and i think I think at times all this drama got to be a a bit much for me sometimes. Um, But I did like watching them face all of this together until they didn't towards the end. But I liked, I liked seeing, I don't know, it was kind of, it was kind of refreshing, you know, seeing the relationship from this side of things rather than, you know, we always see kind of the buildup to getting together and in this case, it's like they get together pretty early on and pretty yeah. easily in the book and then having to kind of fight through all this stuff. And I, I found that kind stuff. of refreshing. refreshing. Yes. Yeah, um, it was. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Until I got mad at one part. But I think you're going to ask a question about that. I am. <laughs> um, I do wish we had gotten just like a hint more of like him romancing her because I did like that stuff towards the beginning. Like even when they were kind of flirting when she was still with Chris and then, you know, if there was like a night or two before 
the party that happened or just like a couple interactions right. before the party where they kissed and then like kind of well, end the up getting thing together. with the fashion show thing that to me seems like a no-brainer you don't go to that crap once you've broken up with your boyfriend and you're not really with anyone else like you don't go to that kind of thing stag that just seemed like just asking for trouble yeah she knew that they were going to be but she had like she had worked on it it sounded like from for a long time yeah, but I think she could have gotten out so, of it. You know, mom, people, some people like to go to parties. I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> no. uh, what is wrong with them? Um, <laughs> and here's another thing. <laughs> I'm not a drinker. So when I read these books where they are just like pounding wine left and right, <laughs> I just think, girl, slow down a little And bit. she pounded wine. Yeah, <laughs> like, she was pounding wine. <laughs> um... Okay. No judgment, though, if that's your style. No, no judgment. Knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so let's talk about the eventual conflict. Okay. To summarize, he tells her that he is going to stay and play in Denver. He goes away for a few days and signs with New York and then comes back and starts arranging everything so that she can come and move to New York with him. So where did you fall with this conflict, Mom? Okay. First of all, I get I get why she was upset. I get yes. that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that they do in romance novels all the time that just makes me want to scream. So he does something that irritates her, and the first thing she does is turn off her cell phone and won't talk to him, won't answer calls. I'm like, you cannot be mad at someone for doing something with good intentions. I mean, he had good intentions. Yeah. And... um. You can't be mad at them and then just cut off all communication. That, to me, seems like a crazy thing to do. At least talk to this person who you are madly in love with and have been in love with for weeks. and months you at that point. Yeah. And you really, yeah, it had been months. You know, you had been planning a future. You thought this he was the one. And he does one thing that seems a little sketchy or weird to you. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm not going to. Just that whole shutting off your cell phone. First thing, I'm not going to talk to him. Just seems like a crazy thing to do. Well, because I saw that you highlighted that. So I was like, oh, that bugged mom. Um, (laughs) I, I kind of get it more in her situation just because whenever anything like this happens like her phone blows up with not only him but everybody else as well um so i i kind of got it it didn't bug me as much as it seems to have bugged so you. here's what you do you call him and say what's going on i just got this yeah. notification that oh, you yeah i agree and then you talk it out and then turn your phone off okay because <laughs> you don't want to get all that stuff so but here's just yeah. this this Stop all communication thing. It's like, who who does that when they're upset about something? So that happens right after she finds out that he signs with New York. Right. So I felt like she was maybe being a little bit unreasonable when she freaked out about that. I agree. She should, they should talk that out. And I honestly think that if they did just talk that out and, you know, because... Because that happens, they kind of take a step away from each other, and they both kind of, you know, like she says, like, 
yeah, I, w- I was being unreasonable. Like, let's, let's, and she's getting ready to go talk to him about it. But then he does the thing where he and steps this, in. I actually understand her getting upset about this. Yeah. More because the whole thing about signing with New York. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is, is that is what sets, that is what makes her more angry, you know, in fairness to her is when he steps in and starts like essentially moving her out of her own life without telling her. And talks to her landlord and talks to her boss and talks to, and I get that that's, that would be irritating. Yeah. I, I understand that. And, um, so I, as much as a lot of this conflict bugged me I did find it interesting how it all kind of plays out so they get a little mad about they both get a little mad about how each other reacts about this signing for New York thing they take a step away they realize that they've both made mistakes he does a really stupid way of trying to fix it and she gets more pissed off about that they come back together both admit that they were wrong but and then i kind of like i kind of liked this like four month break thing because i also think that she needed some time away from because she had been in a relationship since she was 16 for like 10 years i mean yeah and yeah because they they talk about how they were like high school sweethearts right and so she had been in a relationship her entire adult life. And I think she did need, you know, some time to figure out her own thing. And especially since that was obviously so important to her. And I think she realized that when she faced with him taking it away without asking her, you know. Um, so, yeah. So while I found a lot of it kind of... I don't know. Well, I, I didn't, I, but the thing, the other thing I liked about it was they both made mistakes in this situation. Right. And they both kind of come to terms with that they made mistakes and apologize. Like, I mean, I think that they handled it poorly in some instances, but the fact that they both recognize that they handle it poorly um, and then come back together, I liked, I liked that. I agree. Um, I agree. I in this book, yes, I got irritated with kind of the way both of them were handling it because I we had her POV. I was a little more irritated with her. Yeah. Um, but then I got irritated with him when he tried to kind of take over everything. Yeah. But okay, I'm going to go a little Doctor Phil right now. Oh. Because this is these are the thoughts that went through my head when I was reading the book because. I got married very young. I was 20, mm-hmm. like just barely 20 when I got married. Um, and my husband was also pretty young. He was 21. We essentially went from living with our parents to getting married. And so there wasn't, you know, essentially, I went to college for a couple of years. But here's this idea that um, you have to go out and find yourself on your own. I get it that people feel that need, but like in my situation, it was something that I had to do while I was married because I wasn't going to leave my husband and <laughs> do that. Yeah. And um, I think it's, here's the thing. 
I hate the term, and you see it all the time on wedding cards, this two becoming one. I hate that, you know, two become one, that hallmark phrase. It's because I don't think marriage is two people becoming one. I think it's two people who love each other sharing their life together and having common goals and having things. But they're still two separate individual people. And as you find yourself while you're with your spouse or with your partner or whatever, um, and they are helping you in that endeavor and you are helping them in that endeavor, it's, it can be a great bonding experience. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's fine. I, I get it that she wanted to go find herself and, and kind of be her own person for a few months. I get that. But I don't want people to think that, oh, I have to leave my husband or leave my spouse or leave my partner or do and do this on my own. Because I think you can find yourself when you're in a relationship. I agree. But I think particularly in their situation with his career being what it is, which I realize, you know, in your situation, you also, there was also a guy whose career took over a lot more of your lives than you anticipated. But he, his was always going, like his role was always going to seem more important to outsiders, you know? And so I think that, I think specifically in their situation, I get why she wanted to take a step back out of the spotlight, out of all of the hoopla that they had just gone through and just kind of take a step back and be like, I need, I need some time. Just give me some time. And I like that he says, okay, come find me when you're ready, when you're ready. And, um, and you know, she does. And I like that. And I think in in kind of response to what you were just talking about, and sorry if you guys can hear my dog snoring in the background, um, <laughs> but um, you and I both highlighted this uh, this quote. It's at the very end when they get back together, and she says, "He lights up a part of me that fades away without him. It's not that I'm not whole without him. I am." It's just that with him, next to him, everything shines brighter. And I think that is like what you were saying. It's not two people becoming one. It's right. finding someone. It's not like, you know, two parts becoming a whole. It's finding someone who makes your whole better. Better. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, I, liked, I liked that, you know, eventual message of the book. I agree. Um, yeah. Yes. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at. That's my, my experience has been that marriage is not two becoming one. Because when two become one, it's kind of an antiquated thing. And it's kind of a sexist thing because generally (laughs) someone's got to give up a lot to become one. (laughs) And it usually ends up being the woman. So I don't like to look at marriage like that at all. I think it's definitely two separate individuals with two you know, separate sets of desires and things, you know, you, you have children together. So then you have these common goals and these common, you know, you want your kids to be happy, I guess, you know, whatever. And, um, it's, (laughs) but, uh, you know, you're still two separate individuals that just enjoy spending time together and love each other and have things you want to accomplish together. Yeah. So, 
While I was frustrated with both of them sometimes throughout the conflict, I liked, I liked, I found the progression of it interesting because it was different than, I think, how we see a lot of these play out in romance novels. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I liked that. Well, it still had its happily ever after, but it was a, um, you know, there was a pause before yeah. happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A time I, jump there. Yeah. And I thought that that was good. Um, and with everything I've said, I don't want you to think I didn't like the book or I didn't like the way no, the book played out. Same. I just, those were just some of the thoughts that I had going through my brain when I was reading. I mean, you, if you guys have listened to even more than just one episode of the show. You know that often it's the conflict where we tend to get a little frustrated with the books. Um, so, I mean, this is pretty par for the course. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't affect, like, where we are, are like, liking of the book, I don't think. Either. Right, and we still, I still really liked the way it played out. I liked the book. I liked, I mean, yeah. it didn't take me out of the book. A lot of times the conflict... Because it's so lame, it'll take me out of the book. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. But this one did not do that. So yeah. I did get irritated with her for turning her phone off. That bugged me. But <laughs> I got over it. Okay. So, Mom. Hashtag team hashtag or hashtag no t- team no tag? Oh. I don't know. I, I thought it was fun. It added kind of a funny element to it. So a lot of them were very amusing and... Yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where, because we, we got some comments about the hashtags. Um, I, I liked them in most, I found them amusing in most instances. There were some times where they like cropped up in situations where I'm like, eh, not the time or place for a hashtag. Um, but I felt, I thought a lot of them were pretty funny. <laughs> um, there, the one that I liked was when she was like, thirsting after him towards the beginning while they're driving and she's like click it or stick it i thought that was funny <laughs> um anyway okay uh let's talk about sex baby so i have this was a pretty good one yeah it was i mean it had good sex but it was not terribly unmom friendly is that yeah and um yeah. Okay, I have to say, because, <laughs> you know, he shows up at the beginning when she's still with Chris, and she's, like, feeling awkward because she's slept with him before, and she's at their, he's coming over to their house for dinner, and she's like, you'd think that it's like I invented, I invited Jeffrey Dahmer over for dinner. <laughs> she's like, although he did eat me out once. <laughs> <laughs> and I found that very funny. Um, so of course with the sex in this book, he gave better and more meaningful orgasms than Chris ever did. Yes. Um, because that is important. That is important. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I agree. Like it was, it was good amount of heat for reading with mom because it was, it was pretty hot. It was there. Uh, but not to the point where I was like, uh, well, and the thing she did that I like, because sometimes they feel like they need to explain every sex act that they have, and 
so what she did is she explained, a, you know, two or three of them in detail. But then the rest, it was, you know, kind of a fade to black kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they were hitting it pretty often. But she didn't feel the need to go into great detail well, and it wasn't all of them. It wasn't like wedding date levels where it was, you know... Yeah, it's like, yeah. it wasn't that kind of fade to black. No, 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 like, no, not like that at all. Well, and you always knew what they were doing, but it wasn't, like, yeah. Yeah, well, she'd say something like, uh, I'm going to make sure he has a good night tonight, and I did, or something like that. So you yeah. you know that well, sex especially was taking place. they were in a committed relationship for, like, right. a few months, I think, is the, the pacing in this book was sometimes weird. I couldn't always tell how much... Like, wait, how long? How much time has passed from beginning to end? Well, but and, and the one that I thought was funny that they kind of glossed over was the whole Christmas season kind of thing. It's just like, oh, yeah. Well, is. I think the problem was she was trying to get through, like, an entire football season. Yeah. And, you know, so that. things had to be fast-forwarded through at some yeah. times. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying about that? But, yeah, so they were in a committed relationship, so... They're obviously having a lot of sex, so we don't need to see all of that. Every, all of it yeah. explained in, in great detail. Um, but you know, we we saw we saw a few a few of them. Which yeah, and I thought some of the you know the, the language that she used to kind of gloss over some of it was pretty charming and yeah and fun. Yeah. So um, okay, so what was your swinniest moment? You know, I was thinking about it. I think I'm going to have to go with the end when she says that, you know, he says, how long are you going to stick around this time? And she says, well, I was thinking forever. And he says, I've been waiting to hear you say that since I first saw you on the dance floor in Chicago. So that was like when he first, four years ago when he first yeah. met her. So and I thought that was sweet. That was sweet. Um, I wrote down when he first told her he loved her, which you were... Obviously, kept, because you got all mad at me for Which that. you kept trying to bring up. Um, so he said, oh, and also, I love you. I know this is fast, and I don't expect you to say it back, but I know without a doubt what I'm feeling for you is love. I've had girlfriends before, and I've never felt an ounce of what I feel for you. And I just thought it was cute, because he, he was very, like, endearing, you know, in that moment, and, and before this, too, but... Um, I don't know, like, he was just all in, like, yeah, from the beginning, and I thought that was cute. Also, honorary mentions go to when he did the dishes with her at the beginning, uh-huh. which I thought was cute, too, in hindsight, to um, the moment at his parents' house when, like, all the men get up to do the dishes, and so that's just how his mama raised him, is he's gonna go do the dishes with her and not let her do them on her own, and, um... When I also really liked the moment, all these are all towards the beginning, but um, when he is there, when she finds out that Chris has been cheating on her and she's packed up all her stuff and he walks in and he's, you know, Chris is taking away her car and not letting her drive off with her car. And he's like, I'll drive you. Like, let's get out of here. (laughs) And, you know, kind of tells Chris off and he's like, you know. I'm never throwing the ball to you because you act like this. <laughs> and, yeah. and well, I and I that. love that when they get in the car, he's like, Chris is an effing idiot. Yeah. You know, and that's, and he just says it under his breath. And, and so it's, 
Yeah, and when he says, like, you you laughed off when TK was saying that he would marry you, but none of us get how Chris got you. Like, yeah. And I liked that. I also liked the whole, like, going back to when they slept together the first time and then figuring out how that all fell apart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, he'd gone out for breakfast and she thought he'd just left her. And... Well, he, and that he had lied to her. Yeah, he told her he was a banker or something, and and she didn't want to date another athlete. Yeah. So when she saw his athlete pictures, she's like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's read what some of you thought of Intercepted. So Elizabeth, who originally recommended the book, she said, I think I suggest this one way back when. So I definitely liked it. Nothing groundbreaking or earth-shattering, but a solid, fun read. I couldn't help thinking that this book should have gotten all the publicity that The Wedding Date did, since this was way better, in my opinion. I would agree with that. I would agree with that as well. Obviously, we have made our feelings known on The Wedding Date. Um, I... I reader go some on uh, Instagram said just in time for fumbled, which I thought was even better than intercepted. So Ooh. I'm excited. I, the premise for fumbled sounds sounds good. I'm excited for that one. Um, in fact, I might just happen to read that this week. Um, <laughs> Christy on Facebook said I had issues with Gavin in the later part of the book and wish Marley stood up for herself earlier to prevent that conflict, but overall enjoyed the book. Um, yeah. And we I talked about that. What Gavin did kind of bugged us, too, and we discussed that. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I know what Marley could have done to stand up for herself more to prevent that from happening. Because, I mean, I feel like she she was pretty... I think that's the problem, is she was pretty upfront about the fact that, like, I will fight my own battles. I will, you know... Here's a question that I had that okay. I didn't understand. This bar that she worked at, the restaurant bar that she worked at, that yeah. hers place. Yeah. Is it like a chick bar? I'm not, I was kind of vague, it's, it was kind of vague. Uh, that's like how it's described in the beginning, but then it kind of seems to like get away from that a little bit, but you know, they've yeah. got Bravo playing in the background <laughs> and it seems to be very, so it's like catering to women, but it's not like just for women. No, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. Kind of, you know, like how a gay bar is catering to gay guys, but you still have a lot of drunk girls show up. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Nara says, I read this weekend and I liked it. The issues I have with Gavin are pretty common in romance novels, but at the end, all was good. They worked it out, and I thought it was sweet that he wanted her to come find him when she was ready. I agree. Uh, She says, as for Marley, I want to be her friend. I get she jumped too soon in a relationship having just broken up with her douche boyfriend, and it ended up being messy, but she, she took her time and figured her stuff out. Yeah. I will say, in the beginning, I was slightly off-put by, like, how hard she was lusting after Gavin when she was in relationship. I get that that happens, but I don't know. Uh, but she was in a relationship with a total D-bag. I know so. that. I know that. But she didn't even know that yet 
entirely. So, I don't know. But, yeah. But they they figured it out. <laughs> it all um, worked out in the end. Nav said, I really liked the book. Gavin was a good character. Marley was amazing after she, sh- she stood up for herself. Uh, loved the bedazzled t-shirts and the interactions at lunch. Um, and I will say, we've read some, um, we've read some, like, kind of other sports-influenced romances, but I think this was the the sportiest of the sport romances that we've read. Like, well, obviously actually... the Mustangs were supposed to be the Broncos. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Even the colors were the same. Yeah. <laughs> um... So it was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, Singular male listener Jason said, I really enjoyed the book, but just for the record, the NFL doesn't have an all-star game. They have a Pro Bowl. Almost no wide receiver would ever want to tick off their quarterback. But I thought Gavin was really likable as the hero. I loved Misa Marley, and I didn't even mind all the hashtags. Overall, it was an enjoyable read. Um, Thanks for your sports for your yeah, sports knowledge, Jason. We know nothing about yeah. sports. All that flew right over my head. Um, and then finally, Amy said, I just finished it. Hashtag, the hashtags became annoying. <laughs> so that's how Amy felt about the hashtags. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, I found some of them endearing, but sometimes I was like, mm, okay. Um, so yeah, mom, any other thoughts on this book? No, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I want to read some more, but someone's got me on a really strict reading schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got all kinds of things I want to read just for fun, and I can't hmm. because I'm being kind of run through the reading ringer. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's weird because I think I'm going to find time to read the second one this well, week. You. Well, that's because you have already read the books that we're reading for the next one. Anyway, um, I also, I really enjoyed this one. I, you know, I, even the parts that were kind of frustrating to me, I still found interesting enough to like stay engaged and Definitely. not be like so overly frustrated that I was, you know. Yeah, like I said, nothing that, you know, kind of bugged me, took me out of the story at all, or made me, you know, think. And I did think, I was like, Marley could be in contention for uh, heroine of 2019, because I really liked her. She was a lot of fun. I really liked her, too. She was a lot of fun. I agree. Um, So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Intercepted by Alex Martin. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you on April 29th, we will be discussing Mr. Perfect by Linda Howard, which I think is going to technically be our first romantic suspense on the show, so I'm excited. I'm excited. This is my th- this is my jam. So. Yeah, this is like mom's general category anyway, so it's kind of funny yeah. that it's taken us this long. Um, yeah, it is. It's funny how I don't get any say in anything. <laughs> that is interesting. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. 
don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. Um, all right. Thanks, Mom. Hey, I just wanted to say, Alexa Martin, if this is your first book, way to hit it out of the park on the first go. No kidding. Um, so yeah, so we will see you guys next time. Thanks. Yeah. Bye, Mom. Bye.